plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis of Davis Wealth Management, your host of Your Healthy Retirement. On this podcast, we'll strive to teach you about comprehensive financial lifestyle planning, the importance of minimizing taxes, the keys to leaving a legacy, building an income plan, and properly managing your wealth now and well into the future. Joining Steve Davis are the hosts of Good Morning New Hampshire on 107.7 The Pulse, Peter St. James, and Pat Kelly. All right. Let's just hit on last, let's use the R word that everybody hates, recession. No, 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 no. Okay. So I wasn't sure. We've had several of them, dating back to 1968. Was you know we'll we'll start there. That recession lasted 19 months. Right. March 9th, 73, seven months. August 18th, 78, 16 months. Mm -hmm. September 12th of 80, nine months. 88. That was December. 18 months. February of 2000 was 12 months, and then June 8th, 2006 was 17 months. Out of all of those, the average recessionary period was 14 months, okay? Okay. So what you have to do is look at the other side of the equation and say, okay, well, what's the average expansion? Average is about 10 years right now, right? That's kind of the number we throw out there, that you're going to see an expansion of of markets and the economy over 10 years. Mm -hmm. So with all that being said, when you are building retirement plans, no matter what age you are, you have to make sure that you're maintaining the proper risk tolerance that is acceptable to you. So market volatilities, emotions are always short-term risks. They dissipate over time and they do not impact long-term returns. When you're in the market, if you're not in it for a long-term period, your expectations are going to fail. Uh-huh. Okay. It's time. So if you're moving with someone or you've started something or an investment and you look at it and it's a one year or two year, depending on when you started, it could not show the results that it could truly perform over time. Let's just take an example of, let's say you invested in the market last year, Mm -hmm. but you decided to come in the the middle of the year, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. And you looked at a quarterly report or a year-end report, you looked at it and you go, wow, everybody's talking about double-digit returns and I only got a second. I don't see them, yeah, I don't see those, yeah. But look when you started and look what you're measuring as the end date. Right, because everybody else is like, oh, I had it for the whole year. Well, not only that, they also don't realize that they may have been invested in that particular strategy for the last 10 years. Right, right, right. So everything is pertinent as to where your money is. You have to give it time. Yeah. Okay, so so apples and apples, oranges and oranges. Correct. If we're comparing numbers. If you're comparing numbers. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Make sure you're on the same page. And these are conversations mm-hmm. we have with people all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's fine. It's That's part of our job. But what we really push on people is determining your risk tolerance. So your risk tolerance boils down to some variables of you have to ask yourself questions like, okay, when will I need the money? Number one. Mm-hmm. Long-term needs can sustain more aggressive approaches. If you need income short-term, then you're not going to be as aggressive, so your risk tolerance should change. You know, how are you and how is your stomach when you come into weak markets? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people who just say, hey, Steve, you know, steady Eddie, mm-hmm. stick to my plan, yeah. and I'm going to go through this. I don't need the money right now. There's steady other people Eddie. who like. There's steady a, Eddie. Steady Eddie. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. No, that's good. And there's other people who just grasp onto that TV, that news, and yeah, say, 
you know, they the, they allow the emotions to no, drive yeah, their decision making. And you really don't want to allow emotions to help, you know, have you making decisions on finances. But no. but you just said that short-term bonds are doing better than long-term bonds. So should I be putting money in the short term because I'm going to do? You're going to be diversified over over different types of strategies in that particular fixed mm-hmm. income market. Okay. And if you're looking at history, the last several years, going probably ten years, the short term yields have been pretty decent. So you may want to stay on the shorter side of the bond market, okay. especially if you're going to need the money and you're going to look well, that's at. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if, if you you're going to look it, yeah. at the durations. You're not going to put, you know, your money into a 30-year bond if, you know, you got a 30-year duration. So until it matures, it's 30 years, but you're making one point, you know, whatever. Right. You're, you're going to be on a shorter-term leash if you're trying to, you know, access that money and you don't want to suffer any market volatility in that particular government bond. Got it. Okay. Long-term needs can sustain more aggressive approaches. And so if you're looking at ages, and this is just a general rule because I will tell you, I know a lot of people who are well into their 60s and 70s and they're just like, Steve, I've always had the philosophy, pedal to the metal. They mm. can stomach things. Right. But with that being said, where do we position them if they're going to be aggressive? We want to make sure we're trying to create some strategies that actually, if the market hypothetically dropped 40%, mm-hmm. you know, we want to fend off the 40 at that point in Well, time. yeah. And maybe take a 15% hit. Right. Or a 20. Who knows what the number's going to be? But there are strategies out there that you can utilize in volatile markets that won't absorb the full impact of a full 40% drop. Right. And you want to understand what those strategies are when you're building a portfolio designed for someone. And that's kind of what we walk people through. Ability to stomach weak markets. If you don't have that stomach, then you know what? Let's look for a different strategy. Right. They're out there. Don't that's, be in the market. That, that's if it better makes you for sit. your stomach. <laughs> if it, yeah. it, you know, if you're one of these people who actually is sitting on the edge of your couch and your fists are just holding the end of the couch tight because you're watching market volatility, mm-hmm. maybe that's not where you should be. That only happens when I'm watching the Patriots play. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And deciding where Tom Brady may be going. Uh, I know. Uh, everybody's sitting, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tom. So you must be able to stay the course. Try to time the markets does not work. And I have more and more people who call and say, hey, you know, do you think I should, you know, take money off the table? If you need it for something, first of all, where are you taking it from? What kind of tax implication? Are you okay with that? And I'm not saying don't take money off the table. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying... If those are thought processes that are going through your mind, understand what the impact is and understand why you're doing it. If you know this money is very long term, then stay the course. Yeah, you can't, but you can't say I need fifty thousand and not expect there's going to be a tax hit on it. Correct. <laughs> it's going to plan for it, whether it's out of your four hundred one k or an IRA, which is comes across as income right. or capital gains on the other side, short term or long term. And go. you want to know what the impact is. And I'm not saying not. To, as I mentioned, I'm not telling you not to take money off the table if that's mm-hmm. what your gut tells you. Right. But let's just explore all the options of what's going to happen. And let's ask, it's my job to start asking the questions why you're doing it. I'm not telling you not to do it, but I'm trying to keep people's emotions intact. And that's probably one of the hardest things when you get uh, volatility in the markets. That's true. So we talk about, you know, income streams, and that's where understanding your risk tolerances 
becomes critical mm-hmm. because if you're at that age where that money in the market is you're relying on that money in the market to create income mm-hmm. and you're in retirement then yes you need to have a strategy that takes risk and the potential downturns into the equation so that it won't impact your lifestyle in retirement make okay. sense so you want to deal, how do you deal with volatilities and how do you deal with these types of things day in and day out? How do I deal with volatilities and these types of things days, <laughs> days in and days out, Steve? Oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Uh, as we've always talked about, you want to have a good structured plan. And in that plan, you're going to understand and look at how things may affect where you are from a, a risk scale. So if you're more aggressive and let's just take the design we put into your portfolio and say, okay, look, I can't predict the future. And Got it. So what we do is we take that actual designed portfolio and we show you, okay, well, in 2008, the market did this. In 2019, you saw a drop here. In 2018, okay, look at December of 2018 and what the market dropped. Market was down somewhere around 20% in December of 18. Hey, look, your portfolio, you were a moderate risk. You were down maybe three or 4%. Are you okay with that? Are you comfortable with that? So I'm not saying that that will always be what happens in the, in, in the future, but this is how we did and performed in the past of managing loss. Mm-hmm. And that's the key, managing loss. So the exposure, you know, low risk, high risk, lower risk, you're going to get a lower growth. Sure. Higher risk, higher growth. Somewhere in between, you'll look at, you know, different sliding scales, understand how those things associate with what you're trying to get for an average rate of return over a long period of time. Okay. okay. So yeah. Uh, strategies never make the knee knee jerk reaction no, based no, on emotion no. when it comes to the market. If you do that, you're going to get burned. Uh, I had another advisor call me and he's like, yeah, I had a guy pull out of the market the other day when it dropped and now he's trying to jump right back in. I told him <sighs> I didn't, he was trying to time the market. And he missed, you know, we had a bump a couple of days ago and the last three or four days have been total upticks. Yeah. You would have missed all that. And you talked about elections. Look at the last election when Trump overnight, the markets bombed. Mm -hmm. And then when the markets opened, they rebounded and just took off. Yep. So no one can, I mean, predictions of what's going to happen short term is a very difficult thing. Sure it is. Okay. The thing you want to do is do not pay attention to short-term market fluctu- mm-hmm. fluctuations. Just don't do it. Right. You know, if it bothers you, turn off your TV. Don't pay yep. attention to it. Yep. Okay? Just ignore it. Or if it really bothers you, open a savings account at 0.02%, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you have to understand there are other strategies out <laughs> of there where you there can are. get better that's returns what I'm saying. than that. Yeah. yeah. So you want to you want to really explore if that's your risk profile and you don't want risk. I will tell you, there are a lot of good products out there that are paying better than 0.2. Yeah, I know. So you want the old see. days when you could get a certificate of deposit, two-year, 8%, 9%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. I want those days back. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Me too. So do the banks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> plan early, plan often. Uh, one of the things you want to start to realize is what your withdrawal rate is when you get into the retirement scheme of things. What's the percentage I can take out of my 401k and safely withdraw it with the highest probability of not running out of money? 4%. Mm, they changed it. 3.5%. Yeah. 
somewhere is between two and a half and three and a half. Oh, it's down depends. that far? Okay. Well, it depends okay. on who you talk to. Okay. Okay. Right. I think Morningstar's at three, they say, 3%. Okay. okay. But these are things that you have to take into account when you are building a strategy for retirement. And these are things you have to take into account also when there is market fluctuation and risk involved. Because if there is a downturn in the market and market goes down, say, 15% and you're drawn down three, right. you're down 17. Got it. Okay. That can, you want to take those kinds of equations. Those are the things we look at for our clients. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions about what you've heard today or have a financial and retirement planning question of your own, don't hesitate to reach out. Give a call to 888-333-3818. That's 888-333-3818. Or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Your Healthy Retirement and subscribe. That way you'll never miss a show. Also, be sure to catch Steve live every Thursday morning at 7.30 in the Concord area on 107.7 The Pulse. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.